0: Starting in three, two, one. October 27th. We are recording this on a Thursday, so we're obviously going to not be able to include what happens in the games tonight, but this podcast will be available for you to listen to on Friday in preparation for the rest of the week, Sun- Sunday and Monday games. Um, I am your host, Commissioner Elvis, and uh, with me here I have Commissioner Jimmy in a little bit of a disguise. He looks a little different today. Say hi, Jimmy. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, um, no, I'm just kidding. If, obviously, if you can't tell, uh, Jimmy is away this week, and that voice was not Jimmy's voice. Um, why don't you introduce yourself, guest?
1: Uh, how's it going? My name is uh, Ryan, better known as Baby Don't Hurts Me in our league, and uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me onto the show. Well,
0: thanks for uh, filling in for Jimmy. We, oh. uh, I, I didn't want to skip too many more podcasts. We already skipped twice this, uh, this season, and so really appreciative and thankful to have you on here. And uh, we had a good time last time. I think uh, we'll have a good time this time as well. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's do it. All right. So you want to um, preview our episode real quick, Rand?
1: Yeah, sure. So today we've got three great segments. We got Monster Stats, Trick or Treat Edition. We got Candy Comparisons. And we're going to finish it off with
0: Scary Starts and Spooky Sits. Sounds good. So uh, before we get into that, real quick, let me just get into our, um, our recap from last week's podcast uh, with our guest Van and uh, host Jimmy. We had a little bet going on, so I just wanted to uh, put it on air and, and uh, kind of let you, uh, keep you all in the loop and on the on, and update you guys on how our draft went. Um, really quick, I'll go over the teams, and then I'll just give to you guys the scores. I'm not going to go into details about any of these, but um, just so you guys know who won, who lost, and who has to do what. Um, team Van was Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, Demar Chase, Michael Pittman, Michael Gallup, Zach Ertz, Kate Dalton, AJ Dillon, and Jeff Wilson. Team Jimmy was Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Travis Kelsey, Daniel Bellinger, Travis Etienne, and Najee Harris. And my team was Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, T. Higgins, Keenan Allen, Romeo Dobbs, Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon know Benjamin and Brandon Ayuk. Ryan, do you have a guess of who won, who lost, and who placed in the middle? Honestly, those are three amazing teams. And I gotta say, I think
1: I think Jimmy's team got first. Elvis, I think your team got second and Van got last.
0: Wow. You are like right on. Oh really? Yes. Jimmy got first with 163.62 points. He had a really big boost from uh like Austin Eckler. And all of his other players did really well, so right. you know he didn't really have anybody let him down other than Daniel Bellinger, who got hurt. Uh, so yep. you know, um, my team came in second. Uh, I got my really big boost from uh, Joe Burrow scoring almost forty points. Yeah, he was fantastic. As well as Eno Benjamin with twenty points. I got goosed by Romeo Dobbs and nearly goosed by Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, all other players did fairly really well, and then um, Van's team came in last. He got goosed by Michael Gallup, and um, AJ Dillon didn't do so hot. Um, but in general, he he had a really big week from Jamar Chase, but his totals uh, were just, it was 174, yeah. so not as nearly as good as my uh, 128. One, yeah, 128.36. Yeah. So it was,
1: it was a good fight for everyone, but uh, unfortunately, Van, I can't wait to see that video of you.
0: Yeah, it was it two laps and two shots, right? Oh yeah, let's go. And I got one lap, one shot, and Jimmy gets to just watch. Yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's too good at these drafts, man. We gotta do something. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He's um, doing pretty well in our league too, unlike me. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's still ter- it's still pretty early. we can getting de- definitely turn around, but um, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be tough to get into playoffs. I think my only hope is the wild card chance. Uh, you never know. Yeah, never know. Anyways, um, shall we get started? Let's do it.
1: Monster, Monster stats. stats. Nice. I was gonna say one thing. I always thought you guys pre-recorded that. No, we never. Yep. We always did those live. So it sounds amazing live, and I didn't realize it until last week when Van did yeah. it with you guys. Yeah. I, I think
0: that's amazing. So that's props cool. to you guys. Yeah, we uh, we don't have time to pre-record that, and, and like all of our segments, I don't I don't think there's a only a handful of segments that we repeat, and right. so um, yeah, we don't pre-record anything or like anything like that because we don't have, I don't know, we just don't. Yeah, no, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So anyways, monster stats. Um so basically what we're going to do here is we're just going to highlight some big stat lines from week 7. So week 7 review sac- segment and um, we're just going to discuss about these players and then um being Halloween, we also want to play a little bit of trick or treat and we want to see who we think you can still count on and which line the which of these lines are kind of just like a, like a, like not fluky but like you know kind of just like a one one week thing. So, um, do you want to go first, man?
1: Yeah. So, um, my first player—he's uh, a quarterback on a pretty, you know, pretty good team, and uh, his name is uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, just to give you a uh, stats from last week, he did 25 out of 37 completions for 303 passing yards, two touchdowns, and just one interception. Um, so. You know, how the story went, how Trey Lance went down and, you know, Jimmy G kind of put back into the starter spot. For me, I wasn't confident with him because of last year's numbers. You know, how he's not really a receive, uh passing QB. He kind of let it the ball run. But having these, you know, over 300 tu- uh, yards and two touchdowns, that's pretty impressive numbers.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um So, I... I always felt like Jimmy Garoppolo is like he's not good, but he's not bad either. Like he's right. somebody that you can kind of plug and play when you need to. Right. Um, so uh, we always see that this is a pretty good line from last week. Do you think that he's gonna? This is an upward trend, or kind of just like a uh, a, a one time thing? So for me,
1: I think this is a trick. Um, I don't see Jimmy G, even though he's a starter, um, throwing up those kinds of numbers every week. Uh, three 300 passing yards and two touchdowns he has the weapons um but i just don't see him producing and there's the um the weird uh trade with christian mccaffrey so you know a, a rusher but taking also catch um it could improve his uh stats but for me i think i think it's a trick i think we're not gonna see it every week
0: yeah i i, I tend to agree that we're not gonna see it every week but i do think that with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, I think he'll be better because Christian McCaffrey catches passes as well. So that's going to add to his, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's points. Right. So, and all it takes is for Christian McCaffrey to catch a pass and then, you know, make it to the end zone and Jimmy Jimmy G's going to have a big boost. So I kind of lean more towards the treat side. Mm -hmm. um, But I think it's kind of a double-edged sword in that like Christian McCaffrey can also just run it instead of, you know, receiving it
1: exactly and uh you know who knows trey lance if he does be healthy next year he's probably gonna be the starter so jimmy g might have to ball out this year
0: yeah i also think that overall uh having you know the san francisco 49ers they the uh, in the kyle shanahan system they 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 d- rely on the running system so right. much, uh, that's why you see different running backs like every year, and there's so many different relevant running backs, and they get hurt so much. Um, I think with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, I think this is going to actually open up the passing game for them even more because teams are going to you know have to watch out for Christian McCaffrey. So uh, I, that's another that's another reason why I lean towards the the Treep side of this uh, argument.
1: Yeah, sounds good. All, All right. right, Elvis, you want to go with your uh, your um person?
0: Yeah, so I have here. Uh, I have. Looks like looks like you have here a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. I'm I'm doing the same. I like that. Nice, nice. So um, I have Daniel Jones here. He complete he made 30 attempts and completed 19 of them for 202 yards, one touchdown. But here's the good part. He had 11 rushing attempts for 107 yards and one touchdown. So he had a pretty good week. He I think he was number four. Um, on the week number yeah, number three on the week actually. Oh, yeah, that's nice. He he did better than Patrick Mahomes. So uh. Yeah, what uh, what do you think? This is, is this a trick or a treat?
1: Honestly, we had some breaking news today with the Giants. They traded uh, Kadarius Tony. He's th- not with the Giants anymore. It just happened maybe an hour or two ago. Oh, I did not get he that. Before we get pre-recording, let me uh, double check. But I'm positive that Tony just got traded. Oh yeah, you
0: double check that. I yeah. So um. I think. Oh yeah,
1: he went. He's with the Chiefs now. Oh yep. that's a great move. Yep.
0: If if Kadarius Tony can not be injured, right, right, that, that's his problem is that he's injured. Right. but that that's a great move. Yeah. Wow. So
1: before that, because we know Sterling Shepard is pretty much on IR, probably done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of relieved um Darren Jones of his weapons, and now he loses Tony. Um, I don't. I do see this as a trick. More because he's not going to be able to pass. Um, he'll have to heavily rely on his feet. Um, but then you got Saquon. You don't want to run too much and then alleviate Saquon from his role. Yeah. So I think this is a it's a tough trick, and uh, unfortunately, he just doesn't have the weapons to throw anymore.
0: Right. So um, I feel like the, the trading of Kadarius Sony doesn't affect uh, Daniel Jones that much in his in the difference of, of what he's done so far this year because Kadarius Sony has barely played. Right. Um, he's barely had any receivers. And he's been able to be a, a pretty decent quarterback, like a like kind of like a plug and play, like Jimmy, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he doesn't have receiving options, and that's because he does rush, and that baseline of rushing, you know, 107 yards, that's that's 10 points automatically. You right. Know? Right. So it's like you know he's he's a playable every week kind of guy. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. But. Especially in a super flex like ours, mm-hmm. um, so he's a playable every week in super flex because of that consistency of having that baseline of points. Um, whether this is a trick or a treat, I I I think that this, I think that this is a I want to say this is a treat as well, just because like mm-hmm. I feel like this is very attainable for him to do like on a weekly basis. He can all, all he has here is two touchdowns, right? And then that 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 addition of yards is really. really, really um, yards on the ground is what kind of put him there so i this is tough he's like on the border
1: right yeah it's 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 weird but like you said maybe with tony out gives more uh, room for jones to run and get yeah. you know get up those uh carries and maybe get a couple touchdowns from that so
0: yeah um yeah i i guess that, that that's how i see it i mm-hmm. think daniel jones is kind of like especially if he has a, has a good matchup mm-hmm. because his his passing game isn't great but it's not awful either yeah so it's just that if he had better wide receivers, I think he would be much better. Mm-hmm. He's definitely improved from previous years. oh yeah so. yeah. All right so let's move on to um, your next one.
1: Sure so I got uh this is a big pretty big stat um so this is running back from the Raiders Josh Jacobs so he had 20 carries for 143 rushing yards and three touchdowns um I think in previous seasons that wouldn't surprise you from this kind of caliber running back but i think this season he hasn't you know been producing rb1 numbers um as of late until this game um he was just a monster they were just feeding him the ball um running over the defense and then was able to find the end zone three times three times 143 rushing yards that's to me that's that's insane
0: yeah actually um in weeks four and five, he had buy in week six, but week, weeks four and five, he also scored like thirty plus fantasy points, or almost twenty seven plus fantasy points, which oh. is still a lot. Right, right. So he's been relevant, like as of like lately, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, he's been really good for these for whoever who were He's he was also in redraft. He drafted fairly late because you know people were were kind of skeptical about the Raiders not picking up his fifth year option and um, thinking that you know he might something you know he might not play.
1: I think the past two or three games, is he's he's proving that you know he's a high caliber uh, running back
0: one. So right. So is he a treat a treat or a trick for you? Uh he's a sweet,
1: sweet, sweet treat for me, Elvis. Um, yeah. He's he's like a must must play, must start. Um, and with the um addition of Demonte Adams, it kind of you know has a threat. So they're not really sure if when the run or the, the right. it's a, throwing it's you a know?
0: Dual, dual threat right, right. so I, I i agree here i think he's a, a treat as well i yeah. think that josh jacobs he's you know because they, the raiders didn't pick up his fifth year option he has to play well if he wants another contract right whether right. it's with the raiders or, or somewhere else yeah. so he's kind of like forced to play good i think at the beginning of the year we were just concerned because they drafted zamir white they picked they um picked up um what's his name the um other ty- uh Brandon Bolden, you know, who who does pass catching and we thought that it might have been a committee and especially because Josh Jacobs he played in the preseason games, which is typically, you know, not something that a starter does. Um they might play in like the last preseason game, but it was scary because Josh Jacobs was playing. Um but now that we're seeing his usage, he, you know, look, just listen to his snap, snap counts for these past 3 games that he's played. Um he's played 89% of snaps, 81% of snaps and 80% of snaps. So this backfield is pretty much entirely his. Yeah, he's got no competition, and they're just gonna keep using yeah. him. So with with these per- snap percentages, I would say that you know these other running backs are kind of just like change of pace and just to relieve, just give Josh Jacobs a break. But Josh Jacobs is pretty much one the one here. Yeah,
1: I, ex- I expect him to do well for the rest of the
0: season. Yeah. So I I can I I think Josh Jacobs is a treat. All right, my running back I have here, um, I have here Eno Benjamin. I know that he's a, um, a backup. For James Conner, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, this I, I have him here because he he has a monster stat from this week. Um, he has twelve attempts for ninety two yards and a touchdown, as well as four receptions for twenty one yards. So um, a pretty big week for a Cardinals running back for this year. Um, this was his first time like working for James Conner, where he actually uh, you know had a lot of value uh, uh, value added for your fantasy team. Um, Do you have any thoughts on, you know, Benjamin? Yeah, you know,
1: like, before James Conner was, you know, the clear workhorse uh, starting off the season, and then, boom, you kind of thrust him into the starting position, and I'm looking at his stats, and he averaged 7.7 yards per carry, and had a a run of 45 yards in that game um, against New Orleans, which is very impressive for someone, you know, getting put in that position. Um, To me, we really haven't seen him... um, play consistently right this is probably the second week that he's played for an injured connor and then the previous week he also you know had a fair amount of attempts but didn't produce as much right. um so for me right now i think uh it's a trick only because um james connor is coming back to practice you know he's he's still limited uh we're not sure how the injury is gonna affect his uh running but he's probably um benjamin's probably gonna be converted back to the the backup um, so we might not see these numbers unless something happens to Connors. Yeah,
0: and I mean uh, the Raiders in the past, they have they had when they had Chase Edmonds, they played kind of both um, players like as a, as a committee. Right. Are you worried that like James Connor is going to lose some work that you know, or do you think that James, it's still James Connor country out there?
1: I, I think the Cardinals are gonna split it. They typically, like you said, are the running back A, running back B style. Mm-hmm. Um, and Benjamin from the last game proved that he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um they might not want to rush Connors back, especially when Hopkins comes back. They kinda of wanna push for, you know, a playoff spot. They're kinda of in the middle of the pack right now during, in their division. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe splitting it would be the best. And th- if that's the case, uh this would be like a nice treat, but as of it stands right now, you're not too sure what the workload's gonna be like. So I'm gonna say it's like a, like a slight, like fifty one percent trick, forty nine percent treat. Right.
0: I I I think I lean with you. Um I think it's well, given the fact that we know that he's a backup already, um I think that this is the Arizona backfield in general is kind of a trick. Um, their backfield has not really been that effective this um, the season. James Conner himself has not been that good when he has been playing. Um, maybe maybe because of injury, maybe not. I don't know. But um, I wonder. My biggest like wonder thing, thing I'm thinking about is like is DeAndre Hopkins being back going to make James Conner better or you know whoever is leading the the, the backfield
1: yeah, it's gonna be interesting and, and again um Kyler Murray is also a runner um he scrambles if you watch him watch those games he's always scrambling for his life for like 20 30 seconds so mm-hmm. might that that might take away from uh Benjamin um, his carries you know if they're doing play action yep. play um so yeah it's, it's it's tough to say but I think I think uh if they do continue to keep him um he should be okay
0: yeah I think it'd be fine um I think it'd be fine but I wouldn't play you know Benjamin over James Conner still correct yeah so I, I I in this case it's a tr- it's a trick um I think that was kind of the default to begin with but there's a chance that he could have been a tr- might have been a treat for one of us I guess yep all right who's your, who, who's your wide receiver
1: so my wide receiver um is from the Chiefs and he is Juju Smith Schuster so juju came alive finally in Kansas City uh with seven receptions 124 receiving yards and one touchdown so, you kind of know the story in Kansas City. There's too many mouths to feed, you know. Um, number one option, obviously, being Travis Kelsey. Um, and we all thought Juju was going to be the guy, you know, after a trade, they were trading um, Tyreek Hill. Um, but he, he hasn't really been producing until last week and this week um, with, you know, over 100 yards and one touchdown. Um, what do you what do you think he has all this?
0: Um, I I think he's more of a trick. Um I think that being a Kansas City chief in general gives you opportunity to uh, have big explosive weeks because of Patrick Mahomes. And especially the way they play Juju, he's kinda like the downfield guy. Uh where they, they throw, you know, down down the field to him. And so all it takes is like, you know, a broken play for Juju to get open and um to score that touchdown um so i'm looking here at his target numbers um and on average he gets in most games about eight targets and you know i think that's still kind of that's good eight, eight, eight targets is good and uh um i tend to feel that like it, it it just depends if he has a good game or a bad game because um I just feel like, I don't know. That's just my feeling on Juju this year, where he's like, he should have been the guy and he's been kind of disappointing, and that it's really dependent on if, you know, he has a lucky game or not. So, and they're on bye this week. So, I don't know if that changes with Kaderis Tony and everybody else now that we know that Kaderis Tony's on the team. Yeah, when I was um, looking
1: at the doc and uh, deciding, I, at first I, I thought he was a treat, uh, just seeing last year, uh, last week, and this week's pre- um, completions. But, the more I think about it, you know, the time when Antonio Brown left the Steelers, you know, Juju had a couple of years to prove he's receiver one material. And he might have been on paper, but just watching these, uh the season's games and watching him, him as a Steeler, um, I agree with you. You know, he hasn't been the guy. Um, and I think once in a while, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have a great game. But again, there's too many mouths to feed, too many... Um, Opportunities that he hasn't proven himself, so yeah I think I'm gonna side with you I'm gonna say he's he's gonna be a, a trick
0: yeah I'm not saying that he's bad though oh no. I think I think that like he's, he's gonna have explosive weeks, but I think that it's it's not gonna be consistent
1: yeah it's probably like a boom or bust every week yeah
0: all right uh and my last player is dJ Moore um this past week was his first week of actual fantasy relevance um he had ten targets. Seven of them were caught for 69 yards and a touchdown. Even though when you say that, those numbers to me,
1: um, they're not super overwhelming impressive, you know, Mm -hmm. but they're good against a Tampa Bay defense and for a Carolina Panther. Mm -hmm. Um, He's obviously, you know, wide receiver one there. um, with Not too much of a threat from anyone else. And I think with um, McCaffrey leaving, I think he might be a, a sneaky treat, you know. Now he's probably he's definitely the number 1 option. Um and there's some quarterback controversy there. They benched uh Baker Mayfield and they bent, um they're not activating uh, Sam Darnold. They're actually playing the rookie, I believe.
0: Um uh, PJ Walker. He's not a rookie, uh, but um he but he is like third string option.
1: Right. And which is kind of surprising, you know. You you have Baker and you have Sam, but you're choosing uh this third string. Um but then the, that may, that kind of backfires my idea because we don't know how that quarterback's
0: playing. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so well, what do you think? I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 I, I right think, now.
0: I think DJ Moore is a second half of the season sleeper. DJ, we are, DJ Moore, we've seen him before in the past. Even without like having a good quarterback, he's been good before. So um, I think that this first half of the season has just been really ugly for him. But I think that he can definitely have like a comeback half of the season. And so I I want to say like if you look at this stat line specifically right it's not that great it's it's sixty nine yards um, seven catches uh, without that touchdown I don't know I don't know if we'd be talking about him this week mm-hmm. you know um, so that that line itself is kind of okay it's not it's a good line but it's not like anything monstrous you know but I think that uh, what, what you mentioned with Christian McCaffrey being gone you know. Uh, the team has said that um, they're, they are looking to trade a lot, of play, a lot of pieces for picks and stuff like that and kind of build towards the future. But they're one, one of the players that they're not going to trade, one of their foundational players, they said, is DJ Moore. And so I think they're going to have to rely on him. And I think that he's going to be uh, relevant. He's really good. So talent always kind of wins out in the end.
1: Well, I hope he gives us more for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, I wish I had the applause sound <laughs> i
0: loaded up. That was a good one. All right. Um... So yeah, I I stand as a as a treat for DJ Moore.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'll give I'll give the benefit of the doubt, like all the options you said. So yeah, we'll give him a we'll we'll give him a treat for now.
0: All right. Sounds good. I think that's it for this uh these monster stats segment. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to uh, bring up? Any honorable mentions or anything like that? Um, I don't have anything. Okay. Let's move on. Candy comparisons. candy comparisons. All right, so um, being the Halloween episode, um, we are going to back to a segment that we did last year called Candy Comparisons, and we're just we're just going to uh, we have some players here, and we're going to compare them to some of our favorite or or not so favorite Halloween candies. Um, you started last time. Do you want me to start this time?
1: Yeah, let's go go for it.
0: Okay. Um, I I know that one. You really like this candy I'm gonna I'm I'm not, I'm gonna go out of order in my list. Uh, but i know that you are a fan of whoppers Ooh. um this is a player that I, i'm going to highlight and these this by the way is kind of um like from the start of the season until now not just seven week seven stuff but uh, i have a player who's um who i'm going to compare to whoppers it's kind of an old school candy um and you know it's it's it dates back like a long time and it's so it's it's an old it's been on it's been around for a long time and it's a candy that nobody really wants to admit that they like it's it's pretty good actually and it has something about it like it has it's chocolate on the outside and it's malt in the middle um and you know like nobody is like clamoring to get whoppers but when you have whoppers I think you know you have them they're pretty good especially once you get once you get to that center um that player is Zach Ertz uh, I think that we all, we feel very similarly about him because as I mentioned last week, um, he's tight end four on the season as of last week. I forget, I didn't check to see what he was as of this week, but he he had a pretty good performance. Like, I think it's like 10 fantasy points plus um, again. Um, and so, you know, he's actually been very usable and a very good tight end that, you know, got picked up late in the draft this season. Um, but I think nobody really talks about him because he's just not that exciting like a whopper. I 100% agree with you all this. I,
1: I like the analogy of like, you know, everyone eats it if it's there, but you're not going to go for it. Kind of like with Zach Ertz, where he kind of, he's a top tier, in my opinion, a top tier tight end, right? But he kind of falls into the mix. He falls like far. you know, you're always looking at Mark Andrews or, um, Kittle, you got Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts. But like you said, Zach Ertz is doing well this year. Um, he, before we, he was on Eagles, you know, he he had a solid QB and then now Kyler Murray, he has the options. Um, So, I 100% love Whoppers and I 100% love Zach Ertz. So, great, great analogy right there.
0: All right. You're up. All
1: right. So, we're going to start off strong. Um, And I brought some props for me. So Oh, he yeah. actually has brought Reese's. So, I brought Reese's Cup. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Like you said last year, these, this is the king of candies. I think it's the best, you know, because you got the chocolate on the outside. Nice, smooth peanut butter on the inside. And the other person who I'm comparing to that is just as smooth is Stefan Diggs, wide receiver from the Bills. Yep. So, I know, Elvis, you have him in a couple of your leagues. Um, I do as well. And this guy is a monster. Um, He just puts up points after points every week. Um, He gets the targets. He's a clear number one in the Bills. And I just don't see him slowing down at all whatsoever. During this season.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Because the Bills are on, you know, they started off the year strong and they're still going. And um, being the number one wide receiver for like the one of the most uh, offense heavy teams is basically, uh, you know, it's a good place to be. And I, I'm pretty sure he's wide receiver one on the season as of right now. And, you know, that makes him the king of candies.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: All right let's move on to um, my next one I'm gonna uh, I'm, I have here as my second candy Twix we all know you know the controversy that happens with Twix between left Twix and right Twix and which one is better some people side with one some people side with the other but clearly everybody thinks that one is better than the other for some reason right I'm, I'm a left Twix guy just saying <laughs> I I don't have a favorite I just like the, <laughs> I, I I just like Twix they're, 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 they're good I think most people agree that Twix are good yep um, but either way, they both still get eaten because, you know, it's just a really popular candy. Um, and so for this one, I actually have a duo of players cause there's two Twixes, right? So, um, I have and Stevenson and Damian Harris cause currently as it stands, um, this is a pair of players who, um, you kind of don't know what to do with. I think that most people say that Ramon J. Stevenson is a start, uh, almost all the time. Because of his talent, because he's so good, but Damien Harris, I think, is still the one. So kind of kind of like murky's up the situation a lot. Um, I think this is
1: always a problem with uh, New England running backs. You know, I think you guys said it on the show many times, and I think you know on sports shows, you don't know who's gonna play. Um, you had this with uh, Lagaren Blunt, James White, Brandon Bolden, uh, Jonas Gray. You know, like you 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 can't really trust those New England running backs but the problem is if you do play them they're good Yeah, um, if
0: you get the right one
1: right and there's always three or four um Ramondre stevenson and damien harris legitimately are you know must i think is must start running backs mm-hmm. they're gonna get the workload they're gonna get the touchdowns at the end zone um but like you said who's who's gonna be the main this week and who's gonna be the main guy next week but i think Recently,
0: it's going to be Stevenson, right? Because isn't Damien Harris... Uh, isn't he a little hurt? He came back from injury last week. Mm-hmm. And he um, didn't do as well as Ramondre because Ramondre got a touchdown, I believe.
1: Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, like you said, it's like a, a toss-up. Like, who do you like better? Yeah, Who's going to
0: start? They both play. Right. So that's why I have them for Twix.
1: All right. Um, I will, I'll bring up my next candy. So... Oh, my god. I gosh. also have it. But are you the candy man? Dude. So the next candy is a i would say colorful and eye-attracting candy but once you eat it it's, it's kind of gross and that is good and plenty so i don't if you guys don't know what good and plenty's are they're like a licorice candy but it's black licorice which is like the worst candy ever and it's sugar coated like sugar pills um and they're like white and pink and fun to look at but honestly when you eat them it's disgusting and no one likes it and unfortunately i gotta compare this to uh aj dylan from the green bay packers running back I am very in- disappointed in this man. Um, last year, he put up monster numbers, um, taking away you know from Aaron Jones and and just you know kind of establishing that running uh, back A and B. But this year has been a total letdown, total disappointment. Um, and the problem is like he he gets the carries, he gets the splits with Aaron Jones, but uh, Rodgers is either not throwing to him or he's just not producing well when he has the football. He hasn't eclipsed um, any, not even over eighty yards yet, and zero touchdowns as of now in the season. Which is, I think, is very disappointing from what he could have done last year.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Good and plenty is not a candy. I think it's in the top like worst candies list (laughs) because because of what you said. They look, they look, they kind of look like Mike and Ike's. You know, they're very similar to Mike and Ike's, but they don't taste even remotely similar. Nope. Um, but yeah, I agree. Cause I remember at the beginning of the season, I was, I, I mean, I think the Green Bay Packers in general, I was, I remember at the beginning of the season drafting a lot of Aaron Jones in best ball because I was, um, you know, excited about Aaron Jones thinking that he's going to get a lot of production, um, b- being, you know, the running back for a team that loses a number one wide receiver. But I feel like just the Green Bay Packers in general have just been very disappointing this year. Um, it's been a very interesting year for those older quarterbacks. Yeah, you know it's a lot of
1: controversy, you know, especially with uh, Aaron Rodgers and and Tom Brady's, but uh we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes, but yeah. All right. Uh Elvis, what's your uh, next candy?
0: My next candy is Double Bubble. We all know this candy is is in a lot of the like mixed bags that you buy at the stores. Um but I I know I don't know what you but I, I kind of like don't get excited about Double Bubble because it, first of all, it's gum. There's way better gum out there if you want gum, right? And, um, you know, when you ha- when you, when you, you know, chew on a double bubble, it's, like, super sweet at first. It just tastes like straight-up sugar. And then after maybe about, like, I don't know, a minute or so, it just tastes like rubber in your mouth. Um, and this player, this double bubble player is Chase Edmonds. <laughs> because uh, at the beginning of the season, we were so, like, high on Chase Edmonds. You know, first player traded for uh, or picked up off a of free agency um, you know, so that means that th- they really wanted this guy and you know, he he performed okay for the first couple of weeks and now he's you know, sharing touches with Miles Gas uh yeah, Miles Gaskin Miles Gaskins, that's his name? Gas yeah. the, Ga- the, the gas the Gasman.
1: Yep. And uh uh Mozart as well. Mostar
0: well Mozart is like clearly the the lead running back yep. over in Miami. Whereas, you know, um Chase Edmonds and Gaskins are kinda just, you know, playing change of pace.
1: Yeah, like like you said with the double bubble, I used to like put six or seven in my mouth just to kind of feel them. So like, maybe they can like get like six or seven Chase Edmonds out there to run or something.
0: It's funny. It's funny you say. That. I used to do the same thing. I have a double bubble. Runs out of flavor. I will put another one in my mouth just to you know bring that that sweetness back.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like with well, well, the double bubble analogy, you know you, you want to blow like you know a, a gum bubble, right? Make it big, make it large until it pops, mm-hmm. kind of like when it bursts, right? And we're waiting for Chase Edmonds to to burst, but he's not. Um obviously mostart is the starter and he's, he's, he's doing- mo- you
0: say he's a mostart.
1: Oh, great. Where's the applause? <laughs> but he yeah, mostart is is the guy and unfortunately Chase Edmonds he he I was big on him the past 2 years in a lot of leagues even in our own league wanting to trade for him when he was on the Cardinals. So I expected him to do well since he's you know a younger running back and I would uh, argue he's a little more shiftier than mostart, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they just he hasn't been doing anything and i don't know if uh miami's gonna believe in him and you know keep him there so
0: yeah i think that he's just a great um insurance back to have but that's that's about it at this point you you wouldn't hold him for any other reason and he like i haven't went in one of my leagues and i i feel bad dropping him because you know i drafted him so high like up he may, maybe like a sixth seventh round but like it just hurts to drop him yeah it's, it's
1: definitely disappointing for sure
0: yeah all right we got one more player
1: all right, so my last candy. Let me just grab in my bag real this quick. This guy
0: really brought all the candy. I can't believe you bought you bought good and plenty for this.
1: I, it was a funny story. I had to buy something for a costume party, and it was there in the store. And I was like, "This, this is a sign. I had to buy it." If I, I'm probably gonna give it away, I'm not gonna
0: eat it. Just, it's trash. You're gonna give it away? Are you gonna throw it out? It's trash, trash.
1: <laughs> but anyways, the last candy I have is the red and interesting Twizzler. All right, so. The player that is a Twizzler to me, um, so a Twizzler, if you know, it's, it looks super fake. Uh, it's like artificial pl- kind of plastic. And, and when you're eating it, it's like, oh, is this candy or is this, you know, you're chewing on uh, plastic or something. And that is Russell Wilson. So with a Twizzler, you know, it's very bright and red. And you're like, oh, I must grab it. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to take it. But when you actually bite into it, it's It's gross. And and Russell Wilson, you know, oh, it's Russell Wilson, top five quarterback, you know, must start, must play. And he hasn't done anything. Um, there's, you know, a lot of memes out there saying, Let's ride with him, and then he's just burning, crashing and burning. He has the weapons, he has great receivers, um, plenty of good running backs, and he's just not winning. Um, not sure what what's the problem in Denver. I don't know if you have an insight or, or something all this.
0: No. I- Denver offense is just really bad right now because of Russell Um, they really haven't been able to get anything going and uh, I think it's uh, a good analogy that you bring out Twizzlers because Twizzlers like you said is like bright and red and as a kid you really like this and you know in the past I really liked Russell Wilson when he was on the Seahawks but now that he's you know now I'm older and he's in a different place I think I'm in a different place on Russell Wilson as well Um, it makes me wonder like in terms of dynasty value though like is he going to have a resurgence or is this really what Russell Wilson is without Pete Carroll?
1: I really think, you know, especially in Dynasty, I, I would try to sell low here with him. Um, I don't want to have to do anything with him because, like, when you see, you know, na- like, that name power, you want to start him. Mm-hmm. If you have Russell Wilson, it's Russell Wilson. You you have to start him. But it's like a pity start because you're, you're not going to get do well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm if if I had him, I would probably wait for that one monster game where he's going to prove himself and just try to sell, get get him out because I I don't think he's he's a good fit for uh, Dynasty right now.
0: I I so I feel the same way, but uh, with what you said, but mostly for redraft leagues, I, I like I don't want, um, I just don't want Russell Wilson this season. Yeah, but I think in Dynasty, I think in Dynasty he's interesting at at best, like he we've seen him be good before we just i just feel like i don't know if um it's pete carroll that made him good or if it's just like this the team chemistry i have no idea what it is that's making him so bad
1: yeah you know like i he shouldn't have played in seattle last year when he got injured i think he was playing through it and that's really affecting him now you know after after the season and the thing is like um his weapons are are crazy in yeah. uh in Denver he has Jerry Judy Corton Sutton, um he has Hemlar he has uh Melvin Gordon, before he had Javante but like, yeah there's not, no there's no excuse you know yeah, there's there, I, there really isn't I don't I don't see any problems and he has the arm he's, he's proven to us multiple times but yeah um just you know is, is this it is this is this is he can have a resurgence or, or what
0: maybe, definitely I don't think this year okay but maybe maybe in future years I think he might be like a future sleeper a, few, a sleeper for future years because. I, I don't see that talent just not being there, like, you know, just, just evaporate, you know, that, 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 you know, we really, we used to, we used to talk about Russell Wilson as a Hall of Famer quarterback, and that, you know, I I, I kind of start, I'm starting to think that maybe this is just a bad year for him. Yeah, well, if he was a candy, avoid him, kids. <laughs> All right, I think that's our last player for candy comparisons. All right, sounds good. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Spooky, spooky Starts and Sits. Starts. All right, so this is going to be our, our segment to uh, kind of preview week eight a little bit and give you guys some confidence boosters. These are obviously some Spooky Starts and Sits. So these are going to be like borderline players that you may or may not know what to do with. Um, So who's your first Spooky Start or sit?
1: All right, so the first player that I have is Deontay Johnson. So he's the uh, wide receiver from Seattle. Um, for me, I think he is a spooky sit uh the only thing uh that scared me right now is um he does get the targets um but he hasn't really been hauling in all the catches you know getting the touchdown and uh they're playing against Philly which is you know it's a pretty great defense especially that secondary yeah um but you know um with pickens in their um in the uh tight end Firemu uh, fire move fire mouth? Fire-muth. Fire-muth. Um. Yeah, it's just it's tough because I I would want to play uh, Deontay, but I I think he could go off. He could go off any moment, but I I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I I tend to feel the same about Pittsburgh this season overall in general. this season I feel like Deontay has been in the past. Last year he was a very consistent player. He wasn't like a superstar like making like big big points, but he was very consistent. And you can count on his you know ten twelve points every single week last season, but this season like. The sentiment just isn't there. Uh, I feel like with the addition of Pickens and uh, Claypool still being there ha- and having his one big week, I feel like it could be. You know, it's the way that Pittsburgh Steelers have been, been performing with their rookie quarterback or with Mitch Trubisky. I feel like it really could be like it's anybody's game. Um, it could be like any any one of those options, and um, if you are really struggling for you know a flex position. Then I would say you can go ahead and start him, but I don't. I, it's not something I feel like you can rely on this season, right? Yeah. If you
1: if you had like you need a wide receiver for like you said a uh, flex, he he's like a, a start. But yeah. if you have other options, I I'd say he's a sit. But but he could he could go off.
0: Yeah, he could. He has. I think he can go right. off at any at any moment. But I think the one I trust the most in terms of wide receivers on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would say is George Pickens. Yeah. Just because of his big playability. Right. Right. Yeah. Alright, so he's a sit for you, right? Correct. All right. Um, all right, my first start or sit is Andy Dalton. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, just off the bat, would you start him or sit him before I say anything? In this week. He's playing he's playing against the Raiders.
1: It's Andy Dalton, you know. I I've never valued him very high. Um he's you said he's playing the uh Raiders. Raiders. Um you know, a- pretty average uh defense, so but I would say I would I would sit him. You would sit him. I I would.
0: Okay. Is there any fear of um, uh, Jameis Winston playing? Is that is that I, yeah, is that, that, that affecting your
1: that that and um, My, Michael Thomas is still still hurt. Yeah, if I'm correct, he is. Yeah, and he hasn't been consistent. Um, he does have Kamara and Chris Olave, um, but you know Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. He's either gonna give you. Three hundred yards, two touchdowns, or he'll give you three interceptions, hundred yards. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just right. a
0: coin toss. You know. So here's the thing with Andy Dalton: he did throw three interceptions last week, right? But he still scored almost thirty fantasy points, twenty nine and a half. Oh wow! Yeah. He he had uh, he well he also threw like a season high of forty seven attempts, thirty of them caught for almost you know 300, 361 yards, um, and he rushed four times for twenty one yards, so that helps too. Right. So that's 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 where he gets his twenty nine points from um and i am definitely like if i had a team where i had a streamer quarterback where i'm choosing a different quarterback based on matchups every week this is my play this week it was either either andy dalton or james Winston, whoever's playing because the las vegas raiders have not been good on defense they've allowed uh the most points to quarterbacks of any team over the the course of the season so far um so they're ranked 32 in points allowed to the quarterback and um even when you adjust the um for um for schedule like schedule difficulty the raiders still give up the 32nd um most points to the quarterback um and basically with uh, this um adjusted schedule it what it does is it compares how much how did how they performed against what was their expectation based on their schedule and um yeah, the Raiders are just 30 seconds. Let's, let me just read the uh points allowed f- over the past of the course of the season so far. Week 1, they've allowed 23 points to the quarterback. Week 2, 27 points to the quarterback. Week 3, 20 points. Week 4, 27 points. Week 5, 30 and a half points. Week 6 by Week 7, 20 points. And so, you can expect 20 points at minimum from Andy Dalton this week, which is really good for a streamer quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah if you're if you're going to start Andy Dalton, that definitely is a scary starter. Yeah. I I be I be uh be interesting to see see how many points he can put up
0: yeah i think he can do it all right what's your next start all right
1: my next spooky sit or start is michael carter the running back from the hot 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 new york jets um so he would have been a clear-cut start for me right because of reese hall going down unfortunately in his rookie year after Mm. you know a monster game right but then they got a interesting interesting new person in the backfield and that is james robinson and we, we know how that goes uh, how that was in jacksonville um so so what do you think i was is that is that a i start think, start I, for think I
0: think it's a good start because um there was some news that um sayla the jets coach he he said that they're going to ease robinson in and so i don't think robinson's gonna do, he's basically gonna do um what there was another player last week that came back from injury and didn't do that much i forget who it was but that, I think it's going to be a similar situation to that, where um, you know, oh, it's McCaffrey. He, mm, yep. <laughs> um, McCaffrey got traded, and he, you know, they they said that he's going to play, but he it wasn't like his game. You know, like he they were kind of just testing the waters with him on the first week. And I think it's going to be very similar for James Robinson. So I'm not worried about James Robinson this week. Um, so I think Michael Carr is a fine start, especially with the Jets, who have been um, basically. I don't think the Jets really believe in Zach Wilson that much because they basically um they, the way they play they run a lot so that Jack, jeff uh zach wilson doesn't have to throw
1: yeah they run a lot and then like their defense kind of bails them out sometimes here and there yeah um, for sure but if, if the jets do want to keep winning definitely you know give it to michael carter and then yeah g- give, give it a shot uh, i know one of their, their receivers is very frustrated uh, not receiving any targets. Oh,
0: Elijah um, Moore. He right. he was requesting a trade last week. And yeah. He's going to be playing this week.
1: He, uh, yeah, I think they said they were gonna bench him, but uh, not sure. Just but um,
0: out of necessity because they need him. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's definitely um, concerning for you know a five and five, almost six and one five and one uh, team. Oh,
0: I yeah. saw I saw an interesting stat uh, that if the Jets win th- this week and I think the Bills lose, they'll be first in the division. Yeah,
1: not not a hundred years would you believe the Jets could come in so. Um, and like you said with the Christian McCaffrey, so I had Jeff Wilson and I, I sat him, I sat him because I was scared about the Christian, you know, putting Christian McCaffrey, uh, right, right, Jeff right. Wilson. Um, so yeah, maybe Michael Carter fans out there or owners, um, it might be a, it might feel scary to start him. But, uh, like you said, um, if they're going to ease him in, he's going to, yeah,
0: I think he'll be a fine start. Yeah. All right. My next player is a player that's coming back from injury. Um, uh, DeAndre Swift is the man. Um I don't I think that's kind of ob- kind of obvious that if if he's playing you start him, but there's has been concerns of like Jamal Williams, you know, taking over, not taking over but like, you know, sh- um, sharing work and stealing stealing touchdowns uh which he has done in the, so far this season. DeAndre Swift hasn't been he's such a good player, but he hasn't been like super a superstar yet this season. Um but he's definitely going to start this week. He he was like borderline going to play last week. And then he had two full practices this week. And so DeAndre Swift is definitely going to play this week, in my opinion. And um, DeAndre Swift is the kind of, type of player that can, you know, in the end zone, Jamal Williams seems to be the guy, but Jamal, uh, DeAndre Swift seems to be like, he's the kind of player that can kind of just take it from, you know, the 30 or the 40 and, you know, take it all the way home. Um, and, and, and in addition to that, Miami is 23rd, ranked 23rd against the run. And so that's the that's lower half. And um, I think that's a good place to play DeAndre. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. For me, I, I would start him. You know, he's top 10 running back. Um, the concern is Jamal Williams and and um, coming off of injury. Um, I think largely maybe why he's not doing well this year is because of um, Jared Goff. You know, um, they're mostly playing catch up a lot of the times this season. And they're also, it's, it's, shoot, it's shoot, like it's a shootout. Even yeah. though the Lions are one in five, if you watch their scores besides last week, they're close. They're losing by one or two touchdowns, you know. And I think because of the time crunch, they don't have time to run the ball, which right. is what DeAndre Swift. He's a, he's a running back. You you need the time for that. So I think once the def- the defense starts to like pick up or or get the weapon the weapons and parts of the need, DeAndre Swift will be better when they're ahead. Right. So.
0: All right, your last player.
1: All right, my my last player is um, Mac Jones from New England and. I don't know if you saw
0: Thursday night's game. I, I, I didn't like watch it entirely, but I was like in and out of it.
1: Right. It was a little disappointing to see Mac Jones come back um from injury and getting benched in the first half yep. by uh Zap, who went out there, threw two quick touchdowns, and then also still lost the game. Yeah. Um for all the Mac Jones owners out there, it's they said that he was going to start. He's a clear starter. But, you know, we've seen this story before, maybe 20 years ago, when a a kid named Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe, a a seemingly star quarterback. Um, I'm worried that Mac Jones could get pulled and just benched and then um, having zap play. Um, But Mac Jones last year as a rookie proved to us he, you know, is a high-caliber QB taking us into... Taking the New England Patriots into the playoffs and earning himself a Pro Bowl uh, appearance. Um, there's a lot of pressure built into him, but if he, you know, if he's up to it, he's gonna score and win the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what are your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I would still I would start Mac Jones too, um, especially in dynasty Super Flex like league like ours. Um, I think I think that you know both these guys are really young. We saw that even though. Bailey uh, Zappi came in and uh, threw two touchdowns, which looked really bad for Mac Jones. But it was just two really fluky touchdowns. If you look, if you watch uh, the Jacoby Myers touchdown, um, he had to like turn around, and it was like a miracle catch that. You know, and then he had to, you know, um, kind of like leap into the end zone from the ground. Yeah, he was like, so crawling in. It there. was like a freak touchdown that you know it wasn't even a good pass. And then um, not they both performed poorly that game they both threw like i think bailey zappi threw two touch the two interceptions towards the end of the game yep and you know um i think they're both still both really young players but i think mac jones still has that extra year of experience over bailey and mac jones you know last year he was a he wasn't like a superstar quarterback but he was good uh a good quarterback in that he made good decisions and um led the team to win so i think that you know both of them had a a really weird week last week um i still think mac jones is the guy for now
1: yeah he, he was also so injured you know coming back like that um taking taking off the last two games so yeah um futures snow still still young yeah. so we'll, we'll see we, how that goes. Who, who is new england playing this week new england um they already no yeah that was last they played monday night um they are playing against
0: jets they're playing the jets it's divisional uh
1: the Pats suck at divisional games, man. They always lose to Miami and the Jets. So I'm not.
0: Does that ch- does that change your start thoughts?
1: So the Jets are a better team, right? So I'm I'm thinking it's still a scary start, but Mac Jones he's gonna prove himself. Okay, if he's QB one, playing against divisions, um, and playing a better team in general. So mm.
0: I think he's still a start. All right, sounds good. I. In Superflex, I would start him. I think in regular, like, one QB leagues, I don't think I would start him. Yeah, for sure. But in Superflex, I would.
1: Right. All right, Elvis, who's your uh, last person?
0: My last person is um, – I, I, I have two here because I, just, I it's either one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have David, uh, David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Herbert. And I have them as sits because Dallas – it's just – it's as simple as the Dallas defense is really good. Um, they shut down both the running game and the quarterback – and so I don't think that either of these guys are going to get any kind of work, um, any kind of meaningful work uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you with
1: the, um, with both of them for, for sitting. Um, it is like a hesitant, like, last minute, oh, I'm going to sit them, you know, because you're talking about David Montgomery, you know, great running back. He also, um, I think he played pretty well against New England on Monday. Um, but... Yeah, it's tough. That that Dallas defense is is, is like you said, like one, one of the best and he's he might he might have trouble, you know, you know, uh run, running it through and just find find the end zone, so.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I just like the, the Bears team in general has not been that good other than this past week, which was I thought a weird week because that was the game against the Patriots and um you know, just in general, the Bears are not a good team, and I don't like. It was already hard enough to play David Montgomery, and then against a good team, that makes it even harder. So I, I would, I would sit them this week, if you, especially if you have better options. I mean, if you have to play them, you have to play them, obviously, but you know. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think it'd be like a, a safe flex, you know, just if you if you want to get some points yeah, out there.
0: I do, I do want to uh, mention that I do think that Khalil Herbert is kind of starting to begin his overtake on David Montgomery. Yeah, I think we're seeing we're seeing that that timeshare get closer and closer in terms of percentage of work given to Khalil Herbert. I,
1: I I see I see that, and I'm worried if it's like you know David Montgomery has a uh, a history of injuries. Um, yeah. Always getting hurt, and I wonder if it's just for now um, for him to rest up, or or do you think this is
0: like the takeover? This is. I think this is. I think it's it's starting. I think it's starting because, if you, <laughs> it's so fun to watch Khalil Herbert, he's so good, mm-hmm. and. Ever since he broke out last season when he was playing back up for David Montgomery when David Montgomery was out last season, Khalil Herbert had some really big games. And then, you know, David Montgomery comes back and Clipper Herbert is just on the bench again. But I think that they're starting to do, at, at minimum, it's going to be a timeshare. It's starting to become a timeshare, I think, for the two. Um, Khalil Herbert is just too good to keep on the bench, I think. And he's a he's a, he's a player that I would like love to target in, in Dynasty Leagues.
1: Yeah, so maybe if you have him, um... Either it's a good stash or maybe sell high if, uh, if he's going to go like this. Yeah, um, I'm starting to see, you know, like a lot of like this running back A, running back B kind of style. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? We, we've seen so many of that with like uh, Robinson and uh, Harris. We got Aaron Jones and uh, Dylan. Now maybe we have
0: Montgomery and Herbert. Like what's, yeah. what's your take on that I as, think as a in, fantasy player? In general, the NFL has changed in that, you know, it's not – the NFL the past where the running game is, you know, we still have old coach, older coaches like uh, Pete Carroll, who uh, want to establish the run where, you know, your your running back is one of your most important positions in those type of teams. But uh, I think the NFL in general is moving towards a more of a throwing game. You look at these new quarterbacks that are coming in. Patrick Mahomes is a good thrower. Uh, Justin Herbert is a good thrower. All these um, names, like we see people who the quarterbacks can run. Those are good quarterbacks. That can, but they also have to be able to throw as well, um, and so I think that uh, in terms of also health for the running back, since it, the, the longevity of a running back is the shortest of, I think of any positional player, I think that you know they're trying to preserve that health as well with having multiple running backs.
1: Yeah, it definitely puts a interesting case for starters. Like you know, like before when I had Aaron Jones, it was like a clear cut. And now some some weeks I'm contemplating. Like, oh, should I play him? Should I trade him? Yeah. You know? So it's
0: definitely a, a a different perspective for recent players for sure. Yeah. All right. I think that's that's it for our last segment, right? I'm not missing anybody. No, I think, that, I think that's all of it. All right. So uh before we leave, we have our week seven would-be winner. Ooh. Um so the win condition, if we were playing our weekly prizes that we will be playing next year, if we were playing that this year, our week seven winner would go to whoever scores the highest, whoever has the highest scoring tight end, and surprise, surprise, that goes to Team Chris Ooh.
1: with George Kittle.
0: Wow, that's
1: especially the Kittle. You know, like he hasn't—he's been kind of quiet lately. He
0: has been quiet, and he's—he's he's somebody I've been trying to target in redraft leagues because I have—I just have a feeling that um, George Kittle is gonna return to relevance. He was very quiet at first, maybe four or five weeks, and um. I just had that gut feeling, like uh, that George Kittle was going. This is not typical for George Kittle, you know, unless he's injured. It's not typical for him to be so quiet, um, and the, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo playing instead of um, instead of who's the who's uh, Trevor? No, 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 Trevor. Um, the quarterback of San Francisco. Oh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was also like instead of you know, I think we saw last year with uh garoppolo george Kittle was very relevant whereas um you know george Kittle was very quiet with with um trey lance and so i had a feeling that george Kittle was going to come back to relevance sooner or later
1: yeah i also like this uh highest scoring tight end line because like guys said last week tight end land is barren yeah so it could be it really could have yet. been anybody yeah it's a toss-up
0: like obviously your highest chances are kelsey and mark andrews but mark andrews 0.4 points yeah that's disappointing for sure so you know yeah it's it, it, it's a fun one yeah uh, speaking
1: speaking of uh uh Chris I just want to say uh congratulations to Chris oh for uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's funny because I was looking up the scores and I was like who did she play against and unfortunately she was playing uh with the man right next to me uh but she if you guys didn't know she was defeated she had zero <laughs> wins <laughs> in six weeks and she finally got her first win so i just want to say a quick shout out to uh chris for that unfortunately she played against elvis
0: <laughs> yeah my team uh, my, they, they pooped in their pants yeah
1: this week. <laughs> oh and uh speaking of uh undefeated uh our undefeated remaining player uh tuyen lost lost yeah it, yeah. Was, a, it
0: was a really interesting it week was in yeah
1: so i um no everyone has a win
0: everybody has a win everyone has and a loss everybody has losses yep
1: so there you go
0: that's that's the I, I I like that.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Um But yeah, Um just for a quick reminder on buy this week is Chiefs and Chargers don't play those players. Two really you know really big teams, big important teams in fantasy, and so make sure you don't play them. And I know that this podcast not gonna go until Friday, but hopefully you took your Thursday players out of your flex. Yes,
1: it's too it's too far in the season for you guys.
0: But also reminder that. This week, there's a game in London, so there's a 930 game. Make sure you guys either set those players or put them out of your flex as well. Yeah, that's it for today's podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elvis, for inviting me over. Thank you for filling in for Jimmy. We'll definitely have you back uh, for another podcast where you will be a guest rather than you know the second host. Uh, that way, we can play some uh, some mystery games with you. Oh, can't wait! Can't wait because you know I know we've been playing uh, those games lately, and we we haven't had one for you yet because you know it's hard to play with two people. So yeah,
1: no worries. Yeah, but again, well,
0: thank you so much. Yeah, um, that's it. Signing off.
1: All right. See you guys.